Good day to you. This is Friday, February 18th, 2022. I am Pastor Neil Williams, and this is your daily scripture meditation. Uh, today we are going to be in Luke chapter 11, beginning at verse 14. So I'll bring that up onto the screen for you, and we'll jump right into it. It says, Now Jesus was casting out a demon that was mute. When the demon had gone out, the mute man spoke, and the people marveled. But some of them said, he casts out demons by Beelzebul, the prince of demons. While others, to test him, kept seeking from him a sign from heaven. But he, knowing their thoughts, said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is laid waste, and a divided household falls. And if Satan also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? For you say that I cast out demons by Beelzebul. And if I cast out demons by Beelzebul, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore they will be your judges. But if it is by the finger of God that I cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man fully armed guards his own palace, his guards are safe. But when one stronger than he attacks him and overcomes him, he takes away his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoil. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. So here we have this thing of um, Jesus is being accused of Cassio demons by Beelzebul. Beelzebul literally means lords of the flies, the king of the demons. And, and he makes this basically statement of logic. The devil would not cast out his own demons. He would declare war on himself because it cannot stand. And this is the thing. is this There's kind of a subtle thing, and it comes out, especially in verse 23, that Jesus is speaking to those who speak against him. This is kind of going into why doesn't God just save everyone? Why not let everyone be saved? You know, if God is loving, wouldn't he just let everybody into heaven? That seems like the fair thing. But here's the deal. As he said, kingdom divided itself against itself cannot stand see god will not force a person to believe in him if somebody and he says it in the gospel of john that even if they see somebody rise from the dead they will not believe and so if they are going around saying that jesus is not king that they serve another king that kingdom cannot stand the kingdom of God cannot stand if there are people in his kingdom who refuse to acknowledge him as king. And that's what he is subtly saying in verse 23. Whoever is not with me is against me. And whoever does not gather with me scatters. In other words, whoever is not with him is condemned. Verse 24 when the unclean spirit has gone out of a person, it passes through waterless places, seeking rest, and finding none, it says, 
I will return to my house from which I came. And when it comes, it finds the house swept and put in order. Then it goes and brings seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of the person is worse than the first. Very, very simple here. If you come to faith, you have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus, baptized into his holy name, but you don't tend to your faith, you're not in the word. You're not receiving the sacrament readily. You are leaving yourself defenseless for when the devil to come back with seven of his buddies. In your state, the, the, the state you will be in then will be worse than it was before. So this is why this is one of those reasons why it's so important to be steadfast in God's word, to be in his word, to receive the sacrament. Verse 27, as he said these things, a woman in the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast at which you nursed. But he said, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. See, that's important. And note, this is right after Jesus just told them about this example of this, the evil spirits. Those who hear the word of God and keep it are the ones who prepare themselves, protect themselves from these evil spirits, from the devil retaking them. And by the way, really it's not them protecting themselves, rather the word of God, his grace, by his grace, by his power is doing the work. Verse 29, when the crowds were increasing, he began to say, this generation is an evil generation. It seeks for a sign, but no sign will be given it, given to it except the sign of Jonah. For as Jonah became a sign to the people of Nineveh, so will the Son of Man be to this generation. The Queen of the South will rise up at the judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and behold, something greater than Solomon is here. The men of Nineveh will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and behold, something greater than Jonah is here. So this is just Jesus telling you, you've got the word, you've been given this. You're walking away from it. There are those of you who have heard truths that people of ages past long to hear and you just walk away from it. This is his words of condemnation. Those who've had the word and walked away. Again, they're like going back to that example of the evil spirits. They are those who heard the word of God. They're like the um, going back all the way back to the parable of the sower. There are those that fell on rocky ground. They heard the word gladly, but they didn't let it take root. Verse 33. No one after lighting a lamp puts it in a cellar or under a basket, but on a stand, so that those who enter may see the light. Your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. 
But when it is bad, your body is full of darkness. Therefore, be careful lest the light in you be darkness. If then your whole body is full of light, having no part dark, it will be wholly bright, as when a lamp with its rays give you light. Now, he's not talking about literally the brightness of your eyes. Right? He's not talking literal there. He's being very figurative. But simply put, where your heart lies, so your life will follow. If your heart, and this kind of fits very well with what we've been reading from Luther's large catechism when we're reading through the um, confessions, is that if you're, where your heart lies, there your life is. It will follow. And if you're, if Christ is not the center of your life, the Lord of your life, then your eyes will be dark. But if he's the Lord of your life, your eyes will be filled with light. While Jesus was speaking, a Pharisee asked him to dine with him. So he went in and reclined at table. The Pharisee was astonished to see that he did not first wash before dinner. The Lord said to him, now you Pharisees cleanse the outside of the cup and of the dish, but inside you are full of greed and wickedness. You fools! Did not he who has made the outside make the inside also? But give his alms those things that are within, and behold, everything is clean for you. But woe to you Pharisees! For you tithe mint and rue and every herb and neglect justice and the love of God. These you ought to have done without neglecting the others. Woe to you, Pharisees, for you love the best seat in the synagogues and greetings in the marketplaces. Woe to you, for you are like unmarked graves, and people walk over them without knowing it. One of the lawyers has answered him, Teacher, in saying these things you insult us also. And he said, Woe to you, lawyers also. And again, lawyer, I bugs me that they translate that as lawyers because we in first century we hear something completely different when we hear lawyers we think the guy that goes to the courts and argues your um you know argue, argues for your parking ticket or whatever issue that's going on for you um no it's teachers of the law teachers of the to the torah but anyways woe to you teachers of the law also for you load people with burdens hard to bear, and you yourselves do not touch the burdens with one of your fingers. Woe to you, for you build the tombs of the prophets whom your fathers killed. So you are witnesses, and you consent to the deeds of your fathers. For they killed them, and you build their tombs. Therefore also the wisdom of God said, I will send them prophets and apostles, some of whom they will kill and persecute so that the blood of all the prophets shed from the foundation of the world may be charged against this generation. From the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, who perished between the altar and the sanctuary. Yes, I tell you, it will be required of this generation. Woe to you lawyers, for you have taken away the key of knowledge. You did not enter yourselves, and you hindered those who were entering. As he, as he went away from there, the scribes and the Pharisees began to press him hard and to provoke him to speak about many things, lying in wait for him to catch him in something he might say. <laughs> yeah, to 
Jesus is laying the smacketh down, so to speak, here. It's hard, hard, hard words. And understand, at the very beginning, he's talking about washing of hands. He's not He's not saying you can't wash your hands, that you can't wash your dishes and stuff like that. He's responding to ceremonial washing, not washing for the sake of cleanliness and prevention of disease and stuff like that. We're talking about ceremonial cleansing. Um, this is kind of the way, this is just the way the Pharisees work. The Pharisees, they created their own walls. And so, like, let's just say, um, you know, my, my, my phone right here, let's say that this is the law. What they would do is they'd build a fence around it, right? This would be a fence of man-made laws. And the idea is by having all these laws loosely connected to the actual law, that it will be a lot easier to keep. Well, the problem is, is what they would do, people did, is, yeah, they kept the fence intact because they'd jump over to get the law and see the thing is is that they're whole they're burdening people the pharisees and the teachers of the law are burdening the hearts of people with these laws that are laws of man traditions of men burdening their hearts and their minds and this is what jesus is condemning so Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we pray we give we pray that you will lift our hearts and minds from the burdens of this world and focus our hearts and minds on your word, that we may be led to meditate upon it and live in accordance to it, so that indeed we may be blessed. In Jesus' name. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen. Blessings on your Friday and on your weekend. And I encourage you to be worshiping this weekend. Um, first off, if you happen to be in Ida Grove and you happen to be a member of our church and you've watched this before Friday evening, I encourage you to go join us for skate roller skating at the Skate Palace. Um, we're going to be doing that tonight. Um, so I think we start at at 6.30 and we go until 8.30 tonight. So you are encouraged, you and your kids, enjoy some food, enjoy some fellowship. Secondly, um, we do have, um, if, for this weekend, encourage you to be in worship. Um, Saturday night, um, we worship from at 6 o'clock. And on Sunday morning, we worship at 9 a.m., followed by fellowship, which includes um, goodies, uh, drinks, uh, time to fellowship with one another, talk with one another. And there's Bible class. There's Christian education opportunities, opportunities to be in God's Word for everyone from preschool all the way up through adults. So I encourage you to take part in that. Blessings to you. In Jesus' name.